Well, daggum. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of it, we share some stories and we hope that you realize that you learned something new and it makes you say, Well, daggum, I learned something. Tonight on the studio, or tonight on the, what, uh, I can't talk right, but tonight in the studio, I have my good friend Mike. How you doing, Mike? Pretty good. Pretty good. On the phone, technically. Oh, well, yeah. It, you're still in the studio compared to other folks, so <laughs> your voice is here. That's what counts. Uh, but yeah, we've been talking uh, a little bit about getting Mike on the show again, and um, going to have him talk a little bit about his time when he moved to Europe. Uh, England to be exact, uh, and he lived over there for a while and worked and had a good fun time. And uh, yeah. Mike, uh, why don't you just lead off and start telling us a little bit about how it started? Well, I guess uh, the way it all started was I was a member of the United States Air Force. Thank you for and, your service. <laughs> thanks. Um, had the opportunity to the, um, I guess the type of aircraft I worked on, they switched bases. Switch so they're mission. looking for a bunch of people to move to this uh, this new base and set the unit up, and okay. I volunteered. So I put my name on a list, and thankfully I got selected. Yeah. But um, you're like, hey, wait a minute. There's no fights going on in England. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> right. go there. Yeah. Uh, sounds like. I mean, I heard England. I'm like, huh. Let's see. English speaking, safe territory. <laughs> Yeah, let's go travel. <laughs> I'm down for that kind of travel. Yeah, so that's basically how that worked out, and um, I signed up for a three-year tour over there, so uh, as soon as I got my orders, it was like maybe two months later, and I was living in England. Nice. Right. Now, and at the time, you didn't have a lot to have to move, right? No, no, I had, I was living in like one little room, um... I guess you could say on base in their in their barracks, but Air Force is like dormitories. Right. So, um, but I was at that, I guess, rank when I got to England. I was going to be able to live off base. Okay. So I was pretty excited about that, and um, so I got there and got to start looking for a home to rent for was the first time I've ever done that. <laughs> uh, Learned a lot of lessons. <laughs> you know, bigger is not better, especially when you're by yourself. Yeah. So, um, you know, I ended up renting two houses while I was over there, but the second house was much better, uh, which I believe you went to the second house. Okay, I was going to say, I knew I was there, but I don't, I don't know exactly which yeah. house it was. So, the, uh, the first house was out on, like, a farm, and had this like beautiful hedge like on three sides of it it was like 12 foot tall yeah and just a just gorgeous garden yeah like all these like just shrubberies and all kind of just really pretty stuff and it it opened up into this big giant field that i think they grew potatoes okay so i could see for i mean just hundreds of yards yeah and nothing around me total privacy from the hedges from the rest of the town and, um, so my house became the party house, <laughs> which that's fine. Yeah. Um, had a lot of fun, a lot of bon- big bonfires. We're all, you know, accustomed to now from camping. Yeah. But, um, there is a little bit that comes with that. I, I don't, I didn't get much of my deposit back. Oh 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, those were some of the lessons learned. My second home was uh, a much quieter place. Right. Yeah, I remember so, that. It was it was not. We showed up and the ice cream truck pulled around the corner. We were like, "Oh my gosh, what perfect timing!" Right. Yeah. So break out, you know, one of their like ten coins they have. Yeah, trying to figure out exactly what was going to pay for. <laughs> You just letting us fumble through and try to figure out what we needed to do. Right. But, um, you know, I'd say probably the biggest thing to get used to from living in England was uh, driving on the other side of the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that seems to... I mean, after driving so much now, I feel like it would just become a second nature to an extent. Oh, it did. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would come home, like, once a year for roughly about 30 days or so. Right. And, um, so it would take a, a few days to get, like, I'd fold out in front of people, like, head on. <laughs> like, so many times. Pretty back into the lane I'm supposed to be in. Yeah. So. Which in um, Northern Kentucky, they're used to that anyway. They, right, yeah. So people would just kind of look at me like, oh, jerk. I wonder what he's on today. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, but the bad, that, the bad part about that is, is it would take, I would get used to driving on the, like, right side of the road. Yeah. And, like, the right-hand side of the road. Get acclimated again. Was, yeah, while I was home. And then I'd go back to England and have to learn to drive on the left side of the road all over again. Yeah. yeah so, that's... it was kind of this back and forth. It took, I mean, you could get used to it in, like, a week or so. Right. You just kind of had to always remember to, like, put yourself in the middle of the road. So... It was that was probably the hardest thing to get used to, yeah. um, and then just it was a manual car. Everything over there is pretty much manual, right? So shifting with your left hand is uh, is kind of weird. The gearbox is the same, so hmm. first gear and second gear is all in the same spot. But we're just um, too stubborn in America to switch over to something like that. Kind of well, like yeah. the metric system and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just easier to make, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well that's fun uh, yeah now when you were there i remember talking to you quite a bit and i think i remember even gpsing your the first home because you're yes. talking about how it's out in the middle of nowhere it's pretty awesome and so we actually looked it up on the google satellite thing or whatever and we had seen a picture of it and there was like i think you had a motorcycle at the time i did yeah i remember a motorcycle yeah. being parked out that you could see from the satellite picture or whatever yeah yeah i had a blue bmw which is nothing special over there. It was like a, you know, Ford Fusion here. It's what a, yeah. So like a beater over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it was pretty neat. And then, like you said, when we got to come over to actually visit you, we, uh, we got to see the other house, which it was still a big house, I thought. Yeah. I think it was, um, two, was it a two bedroom? Well, I had two bedrooms set up and then one is an office. So I think technically it's a three bedroom. Oh, wow. But, um, they give you like a based on your rank. They would give you an allowance, and if you didn't spend all of it, you didn't like. It's not like they gave you the extra, right? So it was kind of, I mean, worth your while just to find a house. And they it was worth it. <laughs> gave you, yeah, they gave you X amount of money. Go find a house for X amount of money, right? And um, the second home was a lot easier to maintain because it had a much smaller yard, and. Um, like it didn't have you know it wasn't surrounded by hedges on three sides i think actually it was a uh 
like a townhome right. that we have here. So where my, my garage connected to my neighbor's garage. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it was like a little small one. Right. No, nothing yeah. too big, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember a little bit about that. Um, now, I think the cool thing that was being over there, like whereas in America, people look at, you know, if they're from anywhere else, they're like, oh, let's uh, let's go see all the sites of America. And we're looking at it like, that's uh, a lot of driving, or, uh, a lot of shifting around. Whereas in England, it seemed like if you wanted to go to Paris, you plan a day or a weekend and you could just well, go to I mean, Paris. We, absolutely. We drove to Paris. Right. Um, whenever you and um, the other two came over. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we I rented a car because the, the car I did have was a bit of a beater. Yeah. But, um, we, yeah, I think it took us like six hours to drive to Paris. That's and insane. And that was, two of those hours was spent on a ferry. Right, where we were hanging so, out and having a good time. Right. So, so I think we left out of Dover there. So you're right. I mean, there's all these things that we can, these sites that are well known in England, like um, the White Cliffs of Dover. Right. And, you know, these things that, I guess, we would take for granted here in the U.S., but... Yeah. Well, like, in looking at that, I mean, I think it's a good a good thing to tell people, like, if you're going to try to make the most of a trip, go to Europe. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... Well, that's, that's the other thing, too, is it's so easy to travel over there. Um, I got to travel to Dublin, and I flew there for literally a penny. Wow. And I had to pay, like, that was the cost of my airfare was a penny, and then I had to pay like thirty five pounds in taxes. <laughs> so, but the airline, the airline was they just charged me a penny. Wow! Which is um, so two pennies here. Yeah. But <laughs> so like it's traveling around once you're in England to the rest of Europe is so easy, and there's trains. The, their train system. I mean, you can get anywhere you want. Um, it would take me about forty five minutes to get to London on a train. About forty-five minutes. Yeah, and then uh, driving was about two hours. But uh, once you're there, I mean, you're just you can get anywhere. Yeah, and it's so cheap to travel. It's just for Americans to get to England or to that across the pond, I guess, if you will. They, uh, it's so expensive. Well, even but, just taking a vacation here in America, like uh, traveling down to Virginia or North Carolina to go to the beach or something. Right. For yeah. us being in northern Kentucky, that's a you know, 14, 12 to 14 hour drive sometimes, uh, depending on if you're hauling two kids that don't like to go in the car that long. Uh. <laughs> well, right. And then what's what's interesting, too, is just how small the country itself is. And I think that's where a lot of the uh, the expense of that, like the, what we consider the expense of traveling around here, uh, is just the vast size of our country. Yeah. Where... I mean, I think there's states, I know there are states that are larger than England itself, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, another thing that was kind of hard to get used to was the food. Really? Yeah, so you would think that, like, they would have, you know, you hear fish and chips. Right. Those were, I mean, fish and chips were amazing. Um, Which is just French fries and and fish, right? Yeah, it's just French fries and, yeah. So, um which they, they're pretty heavy on the malt vinegar right? with their chips too, but you don't have to put it on there. But they have a variety of fish to choose from. There's little, they just call them chippies. And you just go to the chippy and you can pick your, you know, haddock or whatever you want. And 
Um, but then, then a bag of chips is also known as a crisps. Right, yeah. What yeah. we think of as chips is crisp over there. Right. Which, if you think about it, makes more sense. Because they are kind of crispy. Well, go ahead and use the metric system if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, you know, that was, so fish and chips were good, but the rest of the food uh, was very, they're not very big on spices. Hmm. So, it was like, it was kind of hard to get used to. And, like, what we would go out and get a steak at a restaurant is kind of uncommon there, at least in the part of England I, I, I was in. I, was in. Yeah. I, can't, I can't speak as, you know, for the country as a whole. Yeah. But the part that I was in, um, they, they didn't do, like, you can't go out and get a steak dinner. And you could, but it was kind of, it was just different. Yeah. It was like, uh, why would you want that? And that's gross. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was gross, but it was... It was not what I was expecting. Yeah. As an American, just just without the salt and peppers and the and the peppercorn and whatnot. Well, I think they're just kind of cut different cuts. Oh, okay. So um, that was kind of that was kind of hard to get used to, but um, the one thing that they do right over there, which I wish we did more over here, is they have like every little town has a small pub. Yeah. And every little town has a post office and, of course, a church or something. So, like, every little town is set up as their own little community. Well, the pubs, typically, if it's really small, like in my first town, the pub also acted as, like, a bed and breakfast. So, if you had um, – I had a roommate at the time, and so his, his father came to visit, and he got him a room down at the pub for um, the week he was there. Right. And – so another thing they do though is all these pubs would always have a Sunday roast. Oh yeah. So it was tradition for me at least. Wait, like to... they would they would have you come up and get made fun of? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that happened on Saturday night at the pub. <laughs> um, Sunday would be you know the recovery day, I guess if of your weekend adventures. I was a lot younger back then. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, drink heavily Saturday night, wake up Sunday and go to the pub and get a Sunday roast, which, you know, best thing for a hangover is a big, thick, heavy meal. There you go. So, you know, you could do that, have a pint while you're there and, um, you know, kind of pair the dog, I guess. But, um, so I really wish we did, more like community, I guess, little pubs and stuff around here that all, like, you can go find a Sunday roast. Yeah. Well, like, I feel like that was something that used to be around back in the day that, uh, like, especially for my little hometown back home and stuff like that, not in my era, but, like, when my, my dad and them were little, there was the corner store, which would have been the pub just without alcohol, and uh, in our area, anyway, the, the dry county. And then there was, like, one school for each town. And so, like, everybody would go to that one school, you know what I mean, uh, which was like a one-room schoolhouse, they would call it, with a, a burner stove in the middle. And uh, But that's kind of how community worked around here for a long time. It's like, if you, you know, I think when I was a kid, Jimmy Ferguson's, which some people, if they listen, will know that name, he had a, a little gas station in the county back in Turkey Creek, where we're at. And uh, he had this little tiny gas station that had, you know, a couple pumps. And if you needed something, you went to his store. 
But and and that kept you from driving that extra ten to fifteen minutes over the hill to get to town. So kind of like what you're saying, you know, yeah. it's it was kind of the the place to go if you needed something. Done. And of course, they didn't have roasts, which <laughs> right, which would have been nice. But, you could get your oatmeal cakes though. <laughs> yeah, well, those are good too. I guess that's um, maybe that's what um they do better than us. So. And I'll say again, like it's it's kind of that area I was in, which this may be, um, kind of like what you're talking about. It was a smaller, like out in the country type area, right? That the base was in. So I mean, we weren't just right outside London where there's a big major city or anything. Like it was out. Like I had to drive about forty minutes to work. Yeah. And given I selected, like I chose a house and like knew what I was getting into, <laughs> but like there were some country roads that I got on that were pretty curvy and kind of one lane. And like, that was my, my path I was taking to work out. So I was out in the country and what I noticed from that are all the little towns, like, um, they're just little communities where everyone knows each other and kind of watching each other's back for the most part. And, yeah. Um, taking care of people. I mean, I met some really good guys over there that would give you the shirt off their back. Yeah. And I mean, it's just their nature and who they are. So, yeah. Wish um, you come back to America where, you know, your neighbors, you got to watch because they'll steal the shirt off your back. If you're right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Which I'm sure they have that in England too. You've got your, your scrubs or your, uh, your gallivanters. Well, sure. I mean, crimes everywhere and stuff, but, um, I mean, you can't, I tried not to, I didn't really focus on that. And I didn't really have too much of an issue with it there either. So, um, I mean, I'd, I'd see a fight every now and then, and, um, especially hanging out at the pub every weekend because it's kind of just what I did at that time in my life. Right. Um, you know, I've, I've seen my few share fights where people were getting mad at each other and stuff. But um, for the most part, I didn't really see, there wasn't too much crime or anything like that. Just a real sense of community instead in that area so yeah well if anything i know that i'm really glad that you went there because i got to go and see europe uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah what better excuse <laughs> yeah i never i don't think i'd ever have another reason but to uh, be like i'm gonna go see mike i'm gonna go hang out with him and well, yeah uh, i mean i was happy to have the three of you come over and you know get to share my experience that i was having with you guys and yeah kind of show you everything that i become accustomed to so. yeah jamming everything that you learn in a couple of years or so into one week right yeah <laughs> yep. which I, really turned into just a couple of days for england because i think we spent most of that time in, in france oh yeah getting off the getting off the boat and realizing none of us could read french right that yeah. was <laughs> that was awesome bonjour <laughs> that's another yeah, story it, for another time but <laughs> yeah it, he listens to this, he'll probably laugh. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> saying goodbye and saying bonjour. But anyway, yeah, so yeah. Aloha. Well, thanks for sharing that story with us, Mike. Um, thanks for uh, having us indulge into your life experience of getting out and, and exploring the world. Um, oh, you're welcome. And like we talked about in a podcast before with my brother-in-law, Colin, uh, doing it on Uncle Sam's dime. And <laughs> best way you could ever see the world. <laughs> so if you're young out there or still able uh, at the right age to, to join the military and you want to see the world, join the chair force. Uh, sorry, the, the air force and, or the Marines <laughs> or, <laughs> or the Navy, just whatever force you'd want to join into, but go out there and see the I, world. I mean, I'd recommend the air force. 
<laughs> Not saying it ain't too shabby. <laughs> Pretty nice. <laughs> All right. <Treating> me well. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show, Mike, and uh, we'll get up with you another time and hopefully make another one of these fun episodes. All right. All right. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Good having you. Bye.